Hey, we want to welcome you here today. I'm Clint Bolkelman, and I'm here with Teresa McMillan. It's great to have you again. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I think this is our second or third podcast, isn't it, that we've done? Yeah. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast. And so, um, would love to just have you, uh, you, there's a topic that was really near and dear to you today yeah. that you wanted to talk about, and so, mm-hmm. and so you initiated, and I'd love for you just to introduce uh, us to the topic you want to talk about today, mm-hmm. and then how we can get into it. Yeah, I'd love to talk about honor. It's something that I've been, it's been swirling around in my head. I've listened to different sermons. It's something that I see. We have a culture of dishonor, and I believe that it can totally change. And so I began to sit with God and ask him, how can we be a culture of honor? Mm-hmm. So what made you, uh, so uh, there's your there's your premise of what you want to talk about in, mm-hmm. in the subject matter of honor, but what really instigated the topic in you that is just giving you a sense of urgency that this needs to be addressed and we need to be mm-hmm. uh, be bringing this into our culture and into the light mm-hmm. what what was it though that tipped you into wanting to really cover the topic today um, I began to see it in the news like people bashing the president or bullying on social media just different things like that I began to see just the 20 to 30 age range having disregard for authority and Mm. um, I began to think about how we're a democracy we're always being able to say what we think and but it's kind of amped up a little bit Mm -hmm. it's gotten to the point of disrespectful and kind of unashamedly too and Mm -hmm. I think we're a part of a kingdom that has a king and no one would speak against the king when I went to Thailand um, on my race and I saw how they honored the king, it's like no one would dare speak against the king. Mm-hmm. But we've become such a democracy in our Christianity that we would speak about leadership, that we would um, you know, speak about the president with no shame at all. And I thought, how did we get this far? So I began to dig it out a little bit, and God showed me, I was like, God, where did it start in my life that I get so upset about people not being honored? Mm-hmm. And he took me back to when I was 14 years old, and my mom and dad had just gotten a divorce, and my mom asked my dad to leave. And I was so mad because I could see my dad possibly wasn't honored or feeling honored. And so he took me back to that, and he showed me I cared so much about people being honored that in the process I dishonored people. So what I did was... I started treating my mom bad, and I hit her across the face. And what she was trying to do is she was trying to... Like you physically hit your mom? I hit my mom when I was 16. Wow. So it was about two years after the divorce, I realized in a heart to not like dishonor, I became the dishonorable one. Mm. And out of fear of what it did, I started to control because we control in fear. Mm -hmm. And so my mom... At that point, I had moved out of my house, and I was living on my own, um, dating drug dealers. Well, I started officially living on my own at 17, but I was okay. paying rent out of a house, renting a bedroom out of a house at 16. And my mom didn't want my sisters to come visit me, well, because she had she knew it was best. Um, but when, we, when we're walking in dishonor, we think that the rules set before us are not for our good. Mm-hmm. And we see the boundaries as restrict, restrictive instead of protective, so we push them instead of live in them. But if we trusted and if we lived in honor, we would trust our parents and live in that. At that point when my mom said, hey, I don't want you to take your sisters out, she was looking 
for their protection, mm -hmm. but I saw it as restrictive. And so I got mad at my mom and I hit my mom. And so what God showed me is <laughs> you loved honor so much that you actually became what you didn't love mm -hmm. out of fear. Mm -hmm. And you went against and rebelled. And I would do that with old people. Um, I was disrespectful towards my teachers and everything mm -hmm. like that. It's hard to believe because I've never known you yeah. in any other mm -hmm. way than you being one of the most honoring people on our campus mm -hmm. and in Adventures and Missions. And mm -hmm. so when, how long of a span, so it started... Uh, around 16 associated to the divorce where yeah. you're seeing your authority system being disrupted, your family, uh, your, the relationships uh, unwinding and mm -hmm. coming apart there. And so it, it sounds like that's where the, the root was. Then how long of a span did you live in that space mm -hmm. before either the Lord or a brain mm -hmm. cell fired or take us on that part of your journey of mm -hmm. what that looked like for you? So in high school, I had a teacher call me out because we used to have a moment of silence in school. And what he did was, he was like, hey, Tracy, you're being disrespectful. You're talking while we have the moment of silence. And that was good. So feedback, I believe, is good when you see dishonor. But if you really, so it made me stop. And that's good for a period of time. But what really brought the change was the complete heart change. Mm. Um, and so when I look at somebody with dis dishonor now, we can tell them, hey, speak kindly or, hey, be nice or be respectful. But it's not going to be cured until the heart's cured. Yeah. And so I had a, a heart of stone. And when I became a Christian when I was 22, so this is like years later, right. um, I learned enough to ask my mom for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that was when our relationship was healed. And that was be yeah. when I began to honor my mom, mm -hmm. um, was when I actually, my heart was changed. Yeah. So you can have behavioral modification, and that will that might get some kind of sense of honor where we're going to fear the leader and honor them. But until our hearts are truly changed, do we really understand what honor is going to look like? And so today, I have an amazing relationship with my mom. I love to honor her. I love to see her nuggets, you know, and call them out and affirm her and esteem her. Mm -hmm. And it will go well with you when you do that. <laughs> uh, the Bible is true. So, yeah. But it needed a heart change. So when that teacher, do you remember when that teacher first yes. gave you the feedback? Yeah. Did you, what, I want to know, how did that land? Yeah. Because you're in this space of just, of, of uh, living out of dishonor. Yeah. I want to know what it looked like and what, what happened uh, with that authority figure in mm -hmm. your life when, when he gave you the feedback. It jolted me. It, I couldn't believe it that somebody had the boldness to come against my disrespect and say it. So it did have a powerful um, influence on my life. It jolted me enough to stop doing it. Did this teacher have some relational capital with you or something? How Not really. He was a Christian. I'm sure he was praying during that time. And I've told him later, I actually bumped into him later, and I told him later, like, hey, you really, um, you really spoke to me when you called me out on this stuff. So. I can't I can't believe you didn't go across the room on the guy. Yeah, no, I just respected him. There's something about it if and that's something I'm gonna get into in this podcast is uh -huh. how can we change the culture? And so okay. when we get to that I'll speak about that, but he demanded honor by his speech. He was I demanding it. it. And so I, I rose to the occasion. <laughs> Even though I didn't have the heart change yet. So we want the heart change, but it's good to have some kind of behavioral modification at times. Yeah, I say the same thing to my kids when I have to ask them to clean their room. Yeah. And I, 
I bring that I have to bring in those boundaries yeah. with the hopes that one day I won't have to tell them to clean their room or brush their teeth. Yeah. But on the front end, they're they're it's so valuable. Yes. To have someone in your life yeah. that is believing more in yourself than than even we are at times. Yeah. And so what a gift that, that God put this teacher in your life. Yeah. So you you think he was a Christian or you know he was a Christian? I'm pretty sure because I think I talked to him at church years later and told him thank you for calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think it takes childlike faith. You're talking about your kids. And if we're going to be honorable, Jesus said to become like children. Uh-huh. Children just do what their parents say for the most part, unless you have like a spoiled child that, you know, just totally disrespects their parents. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, there's a trust. And I think that is also the heart of honor is mm-hmm. when we become like children and we don't need to be in on every decision like a democracy. We have a king and it's right. like a father with a child. If the chat, if the parent tells the two year old, eat your peas, the parent doesn't have to be like, eat your peas because they're healthy for you. They're going to help you later on in life. You're going to have stronger bones. You're going to have this, you're going to have that. They don't have to give the heart behind everything. Right. And like, they speak with authority because they know what's good for their child. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I love about having childlike faith. When your parent actually tells you something that's for you, your good mm-hmm. and not for your harm. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we view the boundaries that God gives us as restrictive or protective. If we view them as restrictive, like God's trying to hold back something from me, we will not honor him and we will push those boundaries or completely live outside of them. Right. But if we view them as protective, that he's a good father that has a good plan for us when he asks us to do something, then we will live in the freedom of that mm-hmm. with peace. But, yeah. I think it's good. I'd yeah. love to hear you expound a little bit more on uh, just the biblical foundation yeah. that, that this subject holds so dear mm-hmm. in the context of our relationship with the father. And so I'd love to hear yeah. you expound a little bit more on that. Yeah. So the first thing is, is we're called to obey our parents, mm-hmm. to honor our parents, not always necessarily obey once we get older, but to honor them. And it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's the first commandment with the promise. It says that you will actually live a long life if you honor your parents. But there's multiple verses that go through that. It says, do what your father tells you. Never forget what your mother teaches you. Their instructions will lead you and protect you and advise you. It says, children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. But I'm hoping to live to be 120. And so it says, if we honor our parents, we're going to live a long life. So I'm banking on that one. It says, when your mother is old, show her appreciation. And like I said before, I do that every chance I get. I try to highlight and shine what my mom is just walking in Mm -hmm. in such a beautiful way. So I remember growing up... um, one of the things that my dad and I would do, we had, uh, he had an aunt. Her mm-hmm. name was Aunt Emma. Yeah. And she lived to be like 105. And yeah. every time we would go either help her with her garden or cut her grass, my dad would remind me every single time. Mm-hmm. She honored her mom and dad. Yeah. And that's why she's living as, as long as she's living. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there was I'm a ready for that. I'm sure yeah, there's a little dig in there. Yeah. <laughs> like and son. Yeah. Clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So that's one way. And then you also honor leadership. And this is something I think our generation needs is a healthy dose of honoring leadership. We need to understand the difference between position and person. You honor the person might be a jerk, but you actually can honor their authority and the position that they've been put in. 
And David was a great example of that. He was anointed at 17, wasn't king over all of Israel until he was 37. He had 20 years of being developed. He knew how to get under Saul. Saul wasn't the best leader, but he knew how to get under him. And then, of course, we have, it says, let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there's no authority except for the one that God has um, put in place. So, therefore, anyone who resists authority resists what God has appointed. Mm -hmm. And that's any authority. That's our president. That's Hitler. That's any authority. And it says rulers are a terror to good conduct conduct and not to bad. And so, I love this verse also in Hebrews. It says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Do this so their work is a joy and not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Mm -hmm. And so we just get under whoever God has placed. Whoever God put in authority over us, it would be foolish to not get under what they're doing. And that's what I keep as a principle in my mind. I'm like, even if I don't agree with the authority over me, I would be stupid (laughs) to not get under what they're saying because God has put them in place. Man has not. There's going to be some people that are having problems with what you're saying right now. Of course. Especially. Because that's, that's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to, I'm I'm imagining, there's somebody listening to this mm-hmm. right now that were under terrible leadership. Yeah. And, or they had a, a mom or a dad that was abusive. Yeah. And, and so what what do you say to that person mm-hmm. that just can't possibly get underneath what you're talking yeah. about of going, there's a list of people that don't ever deserve to be honored yeah. in my life. These We make these vows yeah. when we get hurt mm-hmm. or when there's you know something that's been wronged against us. What do you say to that person that is, is hearing you say this for the first time and just can't agree with you yet? Yeah, I would say I'll... Go with the leader first, and then I'll talk about the parents. Okay. So you said both. For the leader, maybe it's your chance to be in the dark room a little bit and grow and be developed into who God is calling you to be as a leader. A lot of times we'll judge the leader above us and think, I could do a better job than them. And actually, I want their position. So I would like to overthrow them, <laughs> show them I could do it better. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's our time to be in obscurity mm-hmm. and in anonymity, as Christine Kane says, to be in the dark room to be developed so that you can actually become a great leader. So maybe you're learning from their mistakes. Maybe they need to be encouraged. Hmm. Maybe they need feedback, you know, but there's still a way to hold honor in that space when they're messing it up royally. Because if God's the only one that puts people in authority, then we are going to be wise to see, God, what can I learn while I'm under their authority? Maybe how not to do it. Hmm. But maybe see where they shine and, you know, encourage them in that too. And then I think with the parents, we do have, um, we don't have exception clauses in the Bible for honoring your parents. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say honor your parents unless they're a royal jerk. (laughs) Honor your parents unless they're uh, not in your life ever. It just says period, honor your parents. Mm -hmm. And that's something beautiful about the kingdom that we don't get. We have feedback surveys and you're going to get the respect you deserve. In the kingdom, you get respect, period. <laughs> right. So you're going to, as a, you can always honor your parents. Honor the way that you speak about them. Honor the way that you um, relate to them. If they have abused you, maybe you're going to have healthy boundaries, but you're still called to honor. And so you're still called to 
speak highly of your parents and not gossip about them and not slander them and not deface them because God's put them in authority over you. It's hard, and it's so countercultural. That's why if anyone's listening to this podcast right now, you're like, no way, because it's so against our culture. I feel like this is like a Josiah reform in my mind. It's like how can we're so far off that this doesn't even make sense to me right now, what you're saying. Because we're so far off, I'm like, we have got to go back to the beginning. And what does biblical honor actually look like? It says we need to honor the Lord too. Right. Do you think it's possible for me to honor someone but yet have unforgiveness towards someone? Um, you know, God said people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> so we can say we forgive. Um, and I just say, again, it goes back to true honor is a heart motive. It's a heart thing. And so... We honor the Lord, too, but he knows the difference. You know, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. So if we're truly going to, we're going to honor the Lord with our first th- fruits and our tithes, and we're going to honor the Lord. Um, it says, the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. And so whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. And so you see your heart posture is really going to be the place of where you honor someone. And I think, of course, you'd have to have forgiveness to be able to truly honor them. Yeah, it's not an easy proposition. I look over uh, my past 20 years of Mm -hmm. leadership in ministry, and I have perspective now, but Mm -hmm. I have had some terrible leaders over me, abusive Mm -hmm. leaders, Uh, Christian leaders. Mm -hmm. They would curse me out. They would... I've never been called the F word mm-hmm. by uh, people that don't know Jesus than I have by some of these Christian leaders mm-hmm. that, that uh, it, was ter- it was just absolutely terrible, but yeah. God wouldn't release me. Yeah. And every single time, uh, God had a plan. And I can look back now. Yeah. I think it took, it, it took at least two to five years for mm-hmm. some of these leaders to have be far enough in my rear view mirror yeah. where I can actually look at them now Mm-hmm. And that time that mm-hmm. they were leading me and I was submitting to them, I grew more from the terrible leaders yes. than I did from yeah. the great leaders mm-hmm. that I have had in my life. I've yeah. had some amazing leaders, but I I even don't even want to bring this up <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. And so I learned to submit. Yeah. I learned to exhibit self-control. I learned to forgive. I had to learn how to honor yeah. And I really think it's it's something, Teresa, that we have to, it has to be modeled for yeah, us, to us. Mm-hmm. I think it's something we have to grow in. Yeah. And I uh, would love to hear how you think this generation could move from a culture of dishonor to honor. What yeah. would you say some beginning steps and practical steps that you could give our listeners on how they could start to walk that out? Okay. I think the first thing is that disease spreads. It's contagious. So if you're in a culture of dishonor where leadership is being talked about, where parents are just being talked about, president, whatever, and it's just, it festers and it grows. Stop sitting by the pool with the rest of sick people. You know, that's what Christine Kane says. you got to listen to her talk about this. Um, But yeah, 
So stop feeding the disease. So stop gossiping. Yeah. And actually call out other people on their gossip. Because once you call it out and you say, hey, I'm not going to tolerate. You see, we get what we tolerate. So mm -hmm. people call it they're my safe person, but actually it's a gossip zone. Mm -hmm. It's where they feel safe enough to talk to you about somebody else because they know that you're going to hold it. Well, no, that's actually striking the temple, as Francis Chan calls it. We're all temples. Mm -hmm. And God was very careful about don't touch the temple don't strike the temple but when we start gossiping about each other and we're okay with it and we it fosters and it spreads and it becomes toxic in a group like oh did you hear what da, 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 and they start thinking differently about each other you're actually striking the temple of God because we're the temple so the first thing would be is don't entertain gossip yeah the second thing is speak as one who deserves honor hmm. I think another thing that we do is we explain ourselves away because we ultimately don't trust one another. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, well, I'm asking you to eat peas because I think it's this. And I, we're giving, pulling back the curtain and explaining everything we're doing. Yeah. Basically saying, I'm not trustworthy, so I need to tell you every intention of my heart and the heart behind everything <laughs> because I'm not trustworthy. Mm. And so I think we actually need to stop doing that and um, speaking in a way that promotes that we're not to be honored as leaders. It, like I said before, you never saw um, when God tells me to do something. So Jesus only did what the Father told him to do. He was in complete honor. Right. He only did what the Father right. told him to do, only spoke what the Father told him to speak. If I'm like that as a child of God, if God tells me to do something... Hey, Teresa, I want you to go to every nation. Well, God, can you share the heartbeat behind that? Can you go and can I consult with you, the Holy Spirit? I want to be a part of that decision. Right. No, we just simply obey. So we need to respond to people and speak to people in a way that demands. I know that sounds like a harsh word to some of you, but demands honor. Mm -hmm. Speak with confidence and not insecurity. I think it's more insecure when somebody explains everything because I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just tell me what you want me to do. I'll get behind you. Yeah. You're my leader, you know, right. but we're so far from that hmm. that we almost speak with insecurity. So those are a couple of the things I can think of. Um, let's see if there's anything else. That's it. Yeah. What if, what would you say to the, uh, to the person that has experienced or they're experiencing being dishonored? Yeah. So what do you say to that person who's, so I like what you say. What's the word you you get? What you talk? You get what you tolerate. You I've get never what you heard tolerate. that before, but it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So for someone that doesn't feel like they have been honored or they're not being honored right now, uh, what's their what's their heart posture and their response supposed to be? Well, what I want to encourage you is from my personal life. When I'm not honored, it triggers me, which also made me think of this podcast <laughs> and how I could write a teaching about it because I get triggered and I immediately respond in fear. So fear of like, oh no, people aren't going to see me as good, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I found is that perfect love casts out fear. So the first thing to do is don't control the situation mm -hmm. when you're not being honored. Do not go in fear immediately ask for love to pour out over you and not respond in fear, but respond in love. The other thing is maybe we need some more humility. And so you can actually learn during that time. Okay, I'm not being honored. Where's my identity? What could I be learning during that, during this season? It actually might say that you're on the right track when you're being dishonored because the Bible says, woe to you when all people speak well of you. 
And so for me, it's actually good. If everyone always spoke well of me, you know, Jesus said, woe to you. This could be people like kissing your butt. <laughs> and you could always want people to speak well of you, which is also manipulative. So what we need to ask ourselves is, are we building our kingdom or his? Mm. When we're dishonored, yeah, it says, if you yeah. dishonor me, you're dishonoring the Lord ultimately because I was put in authority over you. And so we just need to be able to realize it's his kingdom. They aren't honoring God. And so think about it as his kingdom and not be so focused on us not being honored. Yeah, that's good. So how optimistic are are you in the leadership that you have? So you've um, been on leadership for how long here at Adventures and Missions? Um, well, I squad led in 15, and then I've been a mentor since 16, so a couple of years. Okay. So in your ex- in your experiences, so you're, you've led a lot of people, mm-hmm. h- hundreds of people that you've had influence over yeah. and that you have, have been able to equip and to come alongside them. How, how optimistic and hopeful are you from your experience mm-hmm. so far that, that uh, change can happen yeah. and that we can see a shift in our culture uh, mm-hmm. here at Adventures and Missions, mm-hmm. but our shift as a nation as well? Mm-hmm. I hear you speaking over the, our, our president yes. and our yeah. nation, and I'm, I'm going, bring it. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a massive vacuum here of what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I'm very hopeful, and I think of the Josiah reform. You know, when he found the book of the law, he went back mm, to it, and they yeah, repented. Yeah. You know, and so I think it just takes us speaking about it. Like, we will be a culture of honor. It's the new wineskin. We're not going to go back into the the old traditions of man anymore that it was always okay to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like the old wineskin, is, it's okay to talk bad about whoever and disrespect people and dishonor them. But I'm going to say no. If I go back to that old wineskin, I'm going to burst. Right, right. <laughs> so I say yes to the new wineskin. I think it's very hopeful in this generation to change. And I believe that um, I saw fruit of that in my squad. And Shannon is the girl that has given me permission to talk about the story. With okay. Her. She was from my last squad. She knows it's going to be on this podcast this morning. She did not like leadership. And she talked about us and everything like that. And... We talked with her about it. She wrote a whole blog about it. You can actually go read it, Shannon Brown, worldrace.org. And her, the title of her blog is Confessions of a Control Freak. And she admitted to the root of her disrespect and dishonor of leadership. Wow. And then we actually put her in leadership. And she excelled in leading. And now she's like our biggest cheerleaders. And she's just did an amazing job leading, knew the condition of her flock, but God needed to work in her this very thing that's that happened that I'm talking about today. He needed to work that out in her. Yeah. And I saw a woman transform before my eyes. Mm. And so this, she's one example that gives me hope that this generation can change. Mm. It's very encouraging. Yeah. It's very encouraging. Did you see Shannon's uh, influence expand as she started to walk in honoring authority and leadership? I saw her influence expand totally in her team. She knew the condition of her flock. She knew it, each one. Um, she would talk to me the way she even related to me. Um, yeah, and I would give her encouragement about that throughout the race. And so I think when I think of change for this generation, I think it starts with me. 
you know, the Bible, there's no loopholes. It says honor everyone. If we're like, well, who can we not honor? You know, it just actually, it says outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah. And so what I think that we can do is become people of honor with it, starting with us. The culture is me. The culture is not just out there. We're not the, it's not the millennial generation. It's not any generation. It's now the culture starts with me so I can become a person of honor. Okay, so you've made it very clear that this is a biblical command that we're yes. to honor. Yeah. What what do you say or suggest to the leader that's insecure or fearful and demands mm-hmm. honor mm-hmm. in a leadership position? It's that might work like it did in high school for me to get some behavioral modification out of fear. Hmm. But if we really want change, it's gonna be Go to their heart. Yeah. Go to where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, go to why are you disrespecting me? I'm not going to take it personal, so I'm not going to get offended. Right. I know there's something deeper. What is the deeper thing that needs to be healed? That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a great perspective. Yeah. And to the person on both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for the people that are listening to this that uh, demand that they be honored, that mm-hmm. they be respected for yeah. for who they are, you've, you've spoken into that as well as the person that's that's under their leadership. Yeah. So how how can they res- respond? There's something they can do. They can pray. They can yes. ask the Lord. And then uh, there's, in our culture anyway, mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit about what feedback would look like in this in this uh, subject mm-hmm. matter and where you've actually given some people feedback that mm-hmm. have been dishonoring yeah. and what their response has been. Okay. Um. I have given, and I won't say people's names or anything like that, but I have given feedback about this very topic. And one person told me, I've never heard anyone tell me this before in my life. Wow. Um, And I saw them change. I saw this person change and not tolerate gossip anymore. Um, It's a beginning work, and they admitted, like, hey, I'm not going to be perfect at this, but I'm going to try. Yeah. So the first thing I would suggest is just be real with the person tell them, hey, this is what I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. You might be the very first person to speak truth into their life, and then they have a choice of what to do with it. But go past the behavior, and I would encourage to see what actually started in the heart, mm-hmm. where the heart got diseased and it festered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's the encouragement, is just go straight to them and ask them directly. Give them feedback. Hey, I see this. It's not okay. I'm not going to tolerate it. But what, how can you be healed? Mm-hmm. And do you want to be healed is really the question. Right. Um, some people don't want to be healed. They want to just sit in their victim circle, and it's, it's what they did to me. The dishonor comes with that. You know, it's, This is what this person did to me. And it's like, no, Jesus came to the man beside the pool of Bethsaida and said, I think it's Bethsaida, and said, do you actually want to be made well? So when you're talking to someone, do you want to be free from this? Right. Do you really want to be a person of honor? Right. And where did it start? Because that's where we need to go. Right. And then it has to be their decision. It has to be. Yeah. And if they don't, then we have a lesson to learn in being dishonored. Right. <laughs> so it's not his king. It's his kingdom, not mine. Right. I don't need to operate in fear. I can operate in love. Right. Yeah. You, I'm, I may, uh, outrank you on the org chart, in the organization. Yeah. yeah. But I have never seen anybody model. Mm-hmm. feedback in an honoring way mm-hmm. to senior leadership before like you've done with me several times mm-hmm. where you'll pull me aside and say, Hey, can I give you some feedback mm-hmm. or, 
or I have some concerns with maybe where the organization's going here yeah. or and it's just it's your my heart mm. immediately is opened because you're leading with honor. Mm. It's it's open to what you want to share with me and what you want to either confide in if it's personal if it's corporate or yeah. or what you've given feedback on both of those spectrums before. Mm. And again, uh, the org chart would you'd look at it mm-hmm. if it's a top down thing and go no a person that that's at that position or that level mm-hmm. they they can't go and just give senior leadership feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you can. Yeah. If you're doing it in an honoring way, of mm-hmm. course you can. Yeah. And you can even say some hard things mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be much more ingestible if you're leading with honor. And so mm-hmm. I just really appreciate this, appreciated oh, that, that about you and uh, your leadership and the way that you carry yourself. Um, I'd love for you to give some advice to uh, if there's anybody getting ready for their missions trip or going on the world race of, mm-hmm. of where you think it would be a, a good starting point for them to start to wrap their minds around this thing. I mean, you talked about uh, trusting, there being a lack of trust at times, and then just fear coming in and messing with this subject matter of us being able to walk in obedience to mm-hmm. this, and then uh, just fear of being rejected. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, there's a lot of things that could get in the way and would love for you to be able to just speak speak into a heart language here mm-hmm. of those that are listening of, of where they can get a running head start on this thing. Mm-hmm. Because if they're coming on a trip with us for a year, mm-hmm. this is this is going to be the environment that yeah. they're going to be living in. Mm-hmm. And so uh, where would you have them start? Okay. Um, the first thing I think about is I had this J squad. It was my first squad as a mentor. And there was one day I was speaking at training camp. So the beginning of your mission trip, the beginning of the world race, whatever you're doing, it was the beginning And people were talking while I was talking, and one of the squad leaders got up, and she goes, hey, when Teresa's talking, you're going to (laughs) listen. And she just set the stage. She goes, we're going to be a culture of honor. And they did, and they carried that throughout the whole race. So you be that one. That's good. When you see dishonor, you just call it out. They weren't trying to be dishonorable. They probably didn't even realize I was speaking, actually. But they, um, you be the first one. And outdo other people in showing honor. Let it start with you. You are the culture. So it starts with you. So you be the one. When you mm-hmm. taste it, you smell it, you see it, dishonor, do not let it fester. Stop the disease and see where their wound needs to be healed. And maybe you can shut down gossip. Um, remember, you get what you tolerate. When you look at people, don't just see what is wrong with them. See what is good with them and call out how they shine and how they're excelling in something. I want you to remember that there is no authority that is put over you, including your parents, except from God, period. So if you're under their leadership, you have something to learn. Even if it's you being humbled, it's not about you anyways, but allow yourself to learn in that season. And where is God developing you in this season? So that's the encouragement. You be the change. You be the culture. Do not tolerate um, gossip. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Come on. We're going to see a change. Yes, we are. Yes. Anything else you want to add, Teresa, before we sign off here today? No, that's all I have. Okay. If we could just live that, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. Would you mind just praying over our listeners right now? And that we would walk this out. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that there's people listening that are saying, but you don't know my 
leader. It's different. No, it's not different. And I encourage you, and I pray over you right now, in the name of Jesus, to saturate your mind with biblical honor. And I want you to meditate even on this verse that says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And God, I pray a blessing over everyone that's listening that we will not offer lip service to our leaders, to our parents, to each other, and to you. That we will have heart changes on this topic. That we will create a culture of honor. Father, I pray that it starts with me. Every chance I get to shut down gossip and not be the safe person that everyone gossips to, God, if no one speaks well of me, it's okay because it's your kingdom and not mine. And so, Father, I pray that our honor will start with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Teresa, as always, always, it was great having you here. And i uh, love to have you back. I think you could probably do an entire podcast on, mm-hmm. on just dismantling gossip. Yeah. And how... Yeah. That's like a tar baby. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it seems like it's therapeutic. It seems like it's a support group, but it's, it's, uh, toxic. It is so toxic. Yeah. yeah. I love the way that you worded that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Awesome. Thanks again for coming, Teresa. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. We'll see you. Okay.